Hello there, and welcome to Pink Milk After Dark, your late night live stream where we talk Star Wars queerly. I am your host, Brian, with me as always are my much, much better hosts. That spaghetti jar loving queen, Emma, Marky Mark of the Funky Bunch, and... Bye, bitch. Chase. (laughs) Are we ready, friends? Are we ready? Oh, yeah. It's time to drink up. Oh my god, I am so excited for today. I don't even know how to begin to tell you. This is like the greatest Star Wars week I think I have ever had in the last decade. I am so effing excited. Spoiler alert. I love it. (laughs) So real quick, real quick, before we get going anywhere else, make sure to smash that like button. Don't forget to subscribe to the channel. Leave a comment below like, hey, what was your favorite chapter or favorite episode or favorite mini whatever it was? Also, what was your favorite look? Because there was lots of looks. And maybe specifically just for Chase and Emma, if you listen to their uh, fashion episode, let's talk about what our favorite poncho was, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and then one more thing before we jump into how our weeks were. If you listened to Wednesday's episode and we may have shouted it out last week when the live stream, we were going to talk solo tonight. Unfortunately, it needs to be postponed because I don't think any of us knew we were getting all nine episodes at once. So we will push solo into the future, into the future. And if it comes back, because... To be totally honest, this really could just become a Star Wars Vision podcast and we talk about nothing else. <laughs> That's fine. Fair. That's fine. Fair. <laughs> Emma, how was your week, my dear friend? My week was pretty good. Um, I started a new writing project because I never learn. And <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Um, yeah, you know, like it's been a lot of late nights upwriting, hanging out with my friends and, um, we got everything all set up for Silas to start school. So his first day is going to be September 29th. Oh, that's oh so the Coming big that's very, very, very exciting. I know you really, I think you mentioned you really like the place. So that's so cool. Yes, yeah. it's yeah. wonderful. One of the best things about it is that they communicate with the parents through an app. So you just oh, download cool. the app onto your phone and now they'll send yeah. you like videos of your kid through the day so you can see what he's doing. And yeah, and that's how we like talk to the teachers. It's That's so, awesome. it's great. They're really fantastic. We have class dojo uh, for one of our kids. It's fantastic. It's fantastic. Hello, everyone in the chat. Hello, Keith. It's been a hot minute since you've been live in the chat. Hello. I'm going to make sure to come up with some musical reference somewhere just for you. 
Alex, I'm very excited for you because we yes. all know how much you love some anime, and I'm very, very excited. Thank you for taking the day off. I read your tweet. Hello, Kitten. Hello, Paul. Sorry. If it's a little bit later at night, the clothes would probably come off. And then <laughs> everyone else in the chat would leave looking at this. Hello, Lana. Hello. Hope, hope, hope. There you go. Mark, how was your week? It was awful. <laughs> I know. I went off this roller coaster already, but <laughs> I, I'm I'm better now. It's okay. The weekend is here. It's Folsom weekend, bitches. <laughs> yes. So I am so ready for it. I cannot wait. We have like friends coming up for it and everything, and it's just it's going to be fantastic. So I'm That's good. So fun. Oh, Alex over here is ready for Folsom too because their clothes are already off. <laughs> right. Exactly. You know. Yeah. Um. I went to Folsom many, many years ago, and I think my, well, there's a few memories that are not, it's like not even after dark appropriate, but I never saw so many dog tails sticking out of human beings and their blue jeans in my entire life. It was a very big lesson. It was, uh, yeah, it was a lot. And I was like, okay. Those are, those are the tame parts of the street. So. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Chase, how about you? How are you? Um, I'm good. It's been a up and down week, but I had a really fun weekend in Denver for an amazing wedding. Um, yeah, it was like literally so much fun. So yeah, I'm good. And again, like you said, I have not been this well fed by Star Wars in in a minute. So it felt so good. I felt like this whole week has felt like May the Fourth to me, and I love May the Fourth. Oh my, it's yeah. true. Yeah. It's true. Amazing. Yeah. And all of you, I'm sorry that you did not get to see uh, Chase and their partner's fabulous outfits for this wedding. Because holy shiz. <laughs> Thank the you. pants. Oh, the pants. Yeah. It was all in I the mean, pants. Yeah, you two totally brought it. <laughs> and between so the two of them, I think they probably have like th- 13 foot long legs. Lots of right, legs. Exactly, There's lots of legs. Exactly. I'm all the Mecca ain't got nothing on YouTube. Yeah, <laughs> you're like, like two thirds leg. <laughs> I'm remembering, I don't know if anybody else remembers that one time, and I believe it was on the stream. Like, how tall are you, Chase? Oh, I'm just 5'9 as he's right. towering over <laughs> all of us. Yeah. Listen, it's an optical <laughs> illusion, by the way. Those pants are just up to my nipples. They're so. <laughs> high. Hey, Christopher. Uh, you know what? This week was a lot of work. I got two massive projects off my table, off my list. For you. They look great. I'm very excited. Amazing. And more importantly, I'm on vacation. I have Yay. a week off. Yes. <laughs> very, very happy for you. Good. I can't wait to not wake up at four o'clock in the morning. Yes. Well, even though I probably still will, let's be honest. But it's all right. It is all right. So, uh, Let's get into this thing. Chat, let us know what your wait, favorites wait, wait, wait. were. Uh-oh. I need to be self-indulgent for a moment. Love it. Paul is mentioning that Madonna um, at the Madam X premiere in Times Square last night was dancing with Jose Gutierrez, oh. her dancer from the Blonde Ambition yes. Tour, who did like a DJ set at the after party. And shout out to my friends, Kat, Alyssa, and Billy, who were at that party. So yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It, was a, just... it was a big week for Madonna. <sighs> oh yeah, Kat got yeah. her to recite the truth or dare fart poem. And she knew <gasps> she still knew all the words. 
Oh uh, my god! Too, too far, too far. No dismay. Frick is the body. Oh, no, no, no. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, yeah, no. That's not the whole thing. The whole thing is a fart is a chemical substance. It comes from a place <laughs> called bum. It penetrates through the trousers and lands with a musical hum. To fart, to fart, fart is no disgrace. Oh, for it gives, it gives the, body the body ease. ease. It warms the blankets on cold winter warm nights, nights and suffocates all, all the fleas. All the fleas. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now that was our little Madonna moment, so now we can move on. Hey. To the <laughs> I love it. I love it. Thank you, Em. Thank you, Mark. Well, <clears throat> we were just talking about farting, not one of my favorite subjects. I also live in a house full of boys, so it's a subject that I hear, well, you know, both physically and with words, way too much. But this yeah. also is a great time to bring up Alex's comment. I remember Chase last week from the pink oh, no. bathroom. <laughs> that is so funny. I, for the record, completely remember it. I was like, I was, I was at this, it's like the wedding rehearsal, like it, like party before the wedding, and I, and I had had a couple drinks, just a couple, and I was just like, I have to go say hi to them. I have to go say hi to them. So I like, went to the bathroom and I like literally opened the YouTube app, and that was fun. <laughs> Um, but that's what we love. It was very nice, actually. It was yeah. a very nice little like you're away and you still think of us, and that's of really course. wonderful and beautiful. And oh I love it. Oh my gosh, yeah. Also, if no one has seen Truth or Dare, you can just leave now and unsubscribe <laughs> and unfollow. No, we want everybody. <laughs> we want we even want Star Wars fans that haven't seen Truth or Dare. You mate. <laughs> hey, weren't you weren't you telling Justin wow. Ireland that you're surprised that how, how many straight people listen to the podcast? I, I really did. I did. I did. I did. Oh God, Justine was so fantastic, so fantastic. I I do worry. Like everyone, all of our steam queens get my humor at this point in time. Most of our listeners probably get our humor. My humor, probably <gasps> more specifically. I'm always worried about that one person that hops on, like for five minutes and sees a forty something year old white guy. Talk about people unfollowing and unsubscribing, yes. <laughs> and uh, Justine Ireland laser eye YouTube thumbnail. <laughs> I'm like, oops. We have Hello, a little Jack. visitor. <laughs> <laughs> <Hi>. <laughs> Jack is here in in the live stream. If you are listening later in the podcast, Jack is our ten year old. Oh my god, you're eleven year old now, almost twelve. Right, exactly, dude. Your hair, awesome. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> he evaded a haircut today. <laughs> It's just some <laughs> trivia for Pink Milk Trivia. My oldest son, Jack, shared his birthday with RuPaul. Oh, okay, goody. that's iconic. That's pretty mm-hmm. cool. I think right? so. Right? I think so. Mm-hmm. He was born to be with gay dads. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Mama, Mama Ru's <laughs> gift to you. <laughs> exactly. Oh, I love Mama Ru. All right, chat. Before we hop into some of this, I want to know. Also, please leave it. Can you, if you can leave comments now while we're streaming, just go ahead and leave a comment now while you're actually watching because none of you are going back and leaving comments later. <laughs> but what are some of your favorite episodes? I want, look, we're, we're going to kind of talk about our three favorite episodes a piece. One of them I think we are all going to share. And uh, we will get in with y'all too here in the chat. So I cannot wait. I cannot, cannot wait. Oh God, Hope, Hope, do not encourage him. Do not encourage him. Hope in the chat here says, Jack, tell us about your farts. Your dad says, you know, uh, the kids are an expert. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Jack's uh, like, hell yeah, I am. 
mostly Michael. <laughs> I would say is probably the worst. No, Eli's getting it's all gross. It's just gross. It is just gross. I'm sorry. But not my not my thing. Is it my thing, Jack? No. <laughs> <laughs> I did learn today, Michael was a bit of a stinker um, and went out riding his bike without his bicycle helmet. Uh-oh. I came home today and uh, uh, my husband who Michael, I, actually, is there any other parents here? Um, anyone other than M, anyone else's children refer to their, their other parent as like when I'm in trouble, Michael say, daddy, tell your husband. And it cracks me up. Cause I don't know if any other <laughs> child speaks that way, but it's hilarious. <laughs> is trying to do this yes a perfect fan moment <laughs> so real quick anyways i came home michael was not riding his helmet tom was about to tell me and michael's response was you can't tell dad i'm gonna be grounded all of my children are afraid of me apparently i am <laughs> the mean one <laughs> We could have told you that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, let's. We are 13 minutes in. Let's get to some visions because I am like I am on cloud nine. I'm so excited. Hello, Brian. Hello, hello. Oh my god, my daughter does it all the time. Okay, your daughter is also awesome. <laughs> okay, Chase. Yeah. Let's start with you. Okay. What was Todd? Let's we're we're gonna pick three, but let's do one at a time. Great. Okay. Well, I'm gonna start with Tatooine Rhapsody. Yes, (laughs) that is in my top three. That is incredible. It is. Um, yeah, that's one of them. Should I say anything about it, or we just go around listing them? No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Start the conversation because yeah, we'll have a conversation about everything. Okay. So just like right off the bat, I just say Tatooine Rhapsody. Like for me, it it I felt like a teenager watching it and not in a way that i like long to be a teenager again i didn't necessarily love that but i mean like i like felt does, like what i was gonna say does any queer kid love being no, a teenager I think so <laughs> i don't think so but um but it, it i was like amazed with how teenage teeny i felt you know what i mean watching that and there was it was like also there's music in it and there's like a whole original song for it so i'm obviously gonna be like a sucker for that but also like on top of like all the sort of like um, surface level stuff, everything like in world in Star Wars Galaxy as we know it too, there was so much more that you could dig deeper into, like knowing that it's like right after the Clone Wars ended. And also like knowing that like, like knowing like how Jabba works and like how, and like there's just so many little moments that I think speak to like a deeper story going on there. And of course it also is like one of the the biggest found family stories that we got in vision. So I was going to be a sucker for it. Um, But yeah, like I love the part. I love how Jabba like let them like, like live like that was crazy like let them keep playing that kind of stuff because but it also speaks to Jabba because he's like such a family guy so like of course he's gonna kind of do that and then it was just so good and it also gave me a lot of like Cal Kestis energy and like Jedi Fallen Order energy because it was like kind of like you know the fallout from from the Clone Wars and everything in Order 66 so mm-hmm. uh, but instead of like you know Cal's journey that we see in Jedi Fallen Order, we see Jay's journey where he joins a rock band and like kind of has like relearns who he is and who he is in relationship to the world around him and in such a beautiful way and through music, which heals so many people. So that was such a wonderful episode. That was really beautiful. I agree. I agree. Like, yeah, I agree. Mark, what did, what are your thoughts on Tatooine Rhapsody? Was it in your top three? It is. It absolutely is. I, 
I at first I was just like, oh, I don't know if I'm gonna love this, right? Like I was watching it, I was like, it, 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 it like you said, it's like it kind of tapped into a part of me. I'm like, I don't know if I'm ready for all this. And then I fell in love with the band. Yeah. And the next thing I know, I just I'm just fully invested, you know. And like I showed you guys, I I, have, I don't think I've showed him yet, but I made a, a, a Scott Pilgrim little mean thing about it <laughs> that I gotta send out. I will show you M after I'm gonna post that for the show because it's it's what I thought about. It's just like that that weird chaotic energy, that weird chaotic family energy, right? Was there, yeah. Um, yeah. and it just it won me over. And I'm like, I want to see more. What, what what happens to these these yeah. guys? You know, they're, they're so great. It was so much fun. It just had so much of what we love about Star Wars, all the aliens. And then at the same time, it just had that energy. Like bringing in the, the way they, they showcased Boba Fett was cute. I loved that, mm-hmm. you know? And then just, and then like you said, Jabba doing his thing and being kind of knee deep in that and seeing how he possibly did the same with like size Noodles and the Max Rebo band at one point. That music won him over and that's why he kept them around. That's how they paid off their debt. Yeah. Whatever mm-hmm. it is, you know, it's like you've probably seen this cycle on repeat. Um, yep. But it just was so much fun. Oh, you know, I just... I, I haven't finished watching them all, but I'm just, I can't believe what I've seen. It's just, yeah. what a gift. <laughs> Truly. Uh, so great. Emma, what were your thoughts on, on Tatooine Rhapsody? Just making sure my mic is on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it has been a night. Um, okay. Um, yeah. Well, it was on, but it's not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I was not as invested in it <laughs> as Mark and Chase were. Yeah. I, I did, though. I I I recognize how well it was executed. And honestly, when this when we started actually hearing the song, I was like, "This song is mm-hmm. a fucking banger! Yeah. Like, yeah. it's yeah. a great song." I love that they put so much care and attention into, you know, making sure that we got a song as part of mm-hmm. the story. Yeah. And the song was such great quality. Yes. Oh, I okay. should add before I forget, it was very much Scott Pilgrim meets Gorillas, by the way. Because I've seen oh, I've yes. seen someone oh, do the artwork right. like that now. And I was like, it just, Oh, that image yeah. floating around is so great. Oh. <laughs> Stole my idea. So when you see it, sometimes artists come up with the same idea because they're easy to go to and that's a very easy one to go to no shade to the person who did i don't mean it that way mm-hmm. so <clears throat> i probably should have started <laughs> <laughs> i probably should have started this whole conversation with this so i apologize but i am so excited for visions i feel like this is the first time for me in the last decade that I'm very glad that the maker is not involved. And I love George Lucas. We all know I stand George Lucas and I've been missing his singular vision. And I love his singular vision because I think he is brilliant and something, something beyond human being level intelligence and perfection, right? Love him. However, this would not exist if he was still there and not because George isn't into these kinds of things, but I just think he is one person and couldn't do all of these different kinds of things. And I feel that it made me think of, hello, Danny. It made me think of 
the discourse surrounding the sequel trilogy and the baton handoff that everyone says they didn't like. I have always been inspired by that idea. I think it's a very rogue, very indie artist type of idea of let's just like tell the story. I feel that it was very like old school George Lucas. I feel like he would have been receptive to that kind of thing. I don't think it worked in the sequel trilogy completely, but I have, I have never slammed that idea. Uh, Cause I think it's cool. And I feel that it's starting to everything in Lucasfilm is starting to pay off. The Mandalorian is really great. Uh, this is really fantastic. This idea of different people coming together with different ideas. Um, it's just really, really exciting. And that's the hunger in Star Wars that I'm looking for now that it's expanded beyond one person's point of view. And I'm very, very thankful for that because I think I just, I'm, it's hitting, everything is hitting on all cylinders. I tweeted today, I am just so inspired by Star Wars because the Mandalorian, we all know I love. And it's giving me like the warm and fuzzies of the Star Wars that I'm used to. It's still pushing the story forward, but it's making me feel like the Star Wars that I've always had. The High Republic is giving me the Jedi that I thought we were going to get in the prequels that we didn't get. And it's giving me the Jedi that I can start to like mend my when mend my wounds with the Jedi Order all over again because the Jedi and the High Republic are great. And now we're getting this boundary pushing forward thinking Star Wars. And I'm just like, it's hit I'm like hit on every level right now. And I'm loving all of it. So with that said, I too absolutely adore Tatooine Rhapsody. It is in my top three. You gave me that elevator pitch and I would have said that's the stupidest thing I had yeah. ever heard of. <laughs> Even though the Max Rio scene is one of my favorite things in all of yes. Star Wars, but still yeah. like the yeah. idea of this yeah. should yes. be ridiculous. Yeah. But yep. one of the things that I for me hits the hardest is one that the dude looks like little baby Caleb Doom and like hello like that just makes you or automatically fall in love with him but this story everything from the animation to the performances to the writing to all of it just loves Star Wars and it is so happy it's like it is the most like Ewok bright tree village party energy of return of the jedi that is just pure joy and it it just yeah. oozes happiness and that is something that we have not gotten in star wars in a really long time i think from the the way people speak to star wars resistance i think people get that from resistance and niku probably i have never been able to connect to resistance the way i wish i could but Niku does radiate this joy that has been missing in Star Wars. Like, n there was no one in the sequel trilogy had that joy that was radiating from them. Maybe BBA, and that's okay. Like, that didn't, it wasn't needed in that story. I'm not, this is not a sequel trilogy bash session, but like, I've missed just that joy. And this episode made me so happy. And like, Jabba's tail bouncing was just so cute. I agree. The, the way they used Boba Fett. Like in the trailer, you see him flying. We're like, oh, this is gonna be badass. Like he's gonna be hunting down some things. <laughs> the dude's hunting, hunting down for a singer and then is bopping his head at the end to like this great yes, guy. With so a drink in hand. Yes. Yeah. It was just like a real world moment in Star Wars, but the story brought us to a real world through a bounty. And it was just like it's just so great. It was yep. oh my god. Yep. It's and little chibi <laughs> bib fortuna. I mean, come on now. 
<laughs> can I say one more thing too before I move on? Because I just want to say that Jay's also like their willingness to throw everything away throughout the entire episode. It's like really, it's so um, moving because like they're they're willing to throw everything away by making a deal deal with Jabba and say mm -hmm. like, which everyone knows is a bad idea. Mm -hmm. And they're like, just like, you know, you can still execute them or whatever you want to do. Like, let's just do one more song. And then once they, once they get what they want, like they, they're still like, no, still not enough. Like they're always willing to like stand up and ask for what they want and mm -hmm. to like, and to do it for their friends. And so it was such a beautiful, beautiful thing. Like there was so much, there's so much there. So I loved it. Yeah. I think that's great. Also, I have to say hello to Robin in the chat because I haven't seen Robin in the chat in a really long time and seeing your little baby Robin with the hearts just made me really happy. <laughs> so thank you. And Danny, I love it. Danny's in the chat saying Freemakers is their, uh, is her favorite Star Wars. I think that's fantastic. <clears throat> More just radiate joy. Like that show is so joyous too. It's so awesome. Emma, what is one of your top three? One of my top three? <clears throat> All right, let's let's talk about. Uh, well, okay, you know what? I'm gonna steal it from the rest of you, and I'm gonna start talking about the Ninth Jedi. There you go, go for it. Because <laughs> I, I, I you're, yes. gonna, you're gonna you're gonna be so eloquent about it that it's just gonna. This, no, it's perfect. It's perfect. Am I yes. though? On go point. Girl. On point. Go of girl. course yes, you are. You, you are you. Yes, you will. <laughs> What's the Beyonce song? I woke up like this. Like that's just Emma with her eloquence. I woke up like this. Indeed. Indeed. <laughs> There you go, Keith. Keith, that was your musical reference for today. <laughs> so um, this was, yeah, this is probably my favorite. It, I loved the way that it, oh, it was just so perfect and Star Wars-y. But at the same time, it had like the, the lightsaber smith making forging the lightsaber so that they reflected their the person wielding them that's fanfic shit it's like incredible. that is something the fanfic writers come up with you know like ah oh, it was exquisite and at first when we were introduced to the lightsaber smith i was like Mm, am I on board with this? Because you know me, like I'm all like about the mystical Star Wars, and I like mm. the idea of like you know a Jedi finding their crystal that talks to them and them alone, and and so the idea of someone constructing lightsabers not knowing who would wield them. At first, I was like, I'm not on board with this, and but then when he said that he crafted them so that they would reflect reflect their user, I was like, yes, I'm in a thousand percent. You have immediately won me <laughs> over with this one plot point. <laughs> um, and just, and, and obviously the reveal of where the Margrave was again, very fan fiction-y. Like this is the kind of like twist that you find in like really good storytelling. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, the final shot, it could have come across as being really on the nose, but it worked somehow. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, totally, I, I, I totally get what totally. you mean. Yep. You know, and just the reveal of the sabers lighting one by one, and I was just like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. Like, I... I went into this whole thing with like no expectations. 
I I was completely ready for them to like pick me up and carry me wherever. So I'm not going to pretend that I like saw things coming because I yep. didn't. Yeah. I just I just enjoyed it as it was happening and it was just like I said it was so Star Warsy, but I love the way that it introduced these new concepts that like it didn't rely on playing on existing concepts in Star Wars, but it wasn't it wasn't afraid to build on the world and to to build on existing, you know, features and like existing things that we know about the galaxy of Star Wars. And I just love that it took those risks. It was just such a rewarding, satisfying story. And I was just here for it, like from beginning to end. <laughs> I love Christopher. The lightsaber, lightsaber reveal was pearl clutching classic yeah. Star Wars surprise. Yeah. Um, it was. <clears throat> well um, done, I sir. Have to, I have to, okay, I have to address this. Hope <laughs> asking me to rate the main character's poncho. The minute I saw her in that poncho, I was like, I am going to have to eat my words. That's right. Because that poncho is stylish <laughs> AF. Yes. And I like the yep. way it was the colors of the trans flag. Yes. Mm. Yep. Um, I'm gonna piggyback on what you were saying. This too is also one of my favorite episodes for like an I love my heartwarming Star Wars. I think we all know that, but this was pushing the story forward in a way that gave me mythical force stuff. That I didn't, I'm with you. I didn't think it was coming, but then we got it. Like, then we got yep. it. Yep. And we all, like, come on. Now. The Force is my jam. That is the Star Wars I want. I want the Force and everything. I get that we're not going to get in everything, but I miss it when it's not there. But this, <clears throat> this episode, I think when we were on Rebels, I talked about the texture of Rebels. And, like, the color in this episode was so gorgeous. The lighting was beautiful like it was so stunning to look at just look at i watched this episode once with no sound because i just want to look at it and not even be distracted not sure i'm totally on board with girl side pony but it's fine <laughs> she rocked it um <laughs> i've got to come on in this is a gay podcast i gotta be somewhat of a judgy <laughs> queen um but it was a really, really, really beautiful episode. I'm with you with the idea of the lightsabers changing color was really, it was interesting. And it makes me think about like this, all of the chapters, I'll probably get into this more with the duel, but this also was like a 20 minute episode. We got so much world building, so much lore, these episodes and not they're so deep. Like I haven't even had time to process almost anything because there's just so much to sit on in all of these. It's so great. Go M. What do you got to say? The purple lightsaber at the end. The yes. Purple lightsaber at yes. the end. Okay. Yeah. So I was going to, I'm going to bring that up. Cause yes, D -E -D, like dead. Yes. There's Literally. also <laughs> so, Okay, yeah. So you brought up the thing about like going hunting for your kyber crystals, right? And you know, we all love love that episode of of Clone Wars with Ahsoka and the younglings in Ilum and looking for the things. Exactly, yep. Chase. Thank you. <laughs> but what I loved was this is a time where there are no Jedi left. This they can't do things the traditional way. So they kind of have to like the force is doing is working 
with what it's got. And maybe you couldn't do this before. And also, real quick, let's just mention who cares about canon. I also tweeted early in the week. The only one who who Star Wars canon matters to is you. So make up whatever canon you want to and let it be whatever it is. Because like I have not even had the conversation of this is canon or not canon, whatever. Who cares? I don't care. This is Star Wars and all Star Wars is canon. <laughs> so I like both. Honestly, I like both. Like I like, mm-hmm. I like the idea of a universe where you can go and find the kyber that's meant for you, but also you can have a lightsaber forged that will attune itself to you. Like it's it's great. It's like it's a two-way exchange. Either you attain your you attune yourself to the crystal or the crystal attunes itself to you. Both work. Okay. Love it. This is going to open up a big conversation. Um, that, okay, so here's the deal. That's the way the Jedi do it. That's the the order. That's how we see them using the force. What about people who don't ever get into the Jedi order, who are force sensitive, who might come upon and find an, a crystal on their planet to call to them? We don't know how that was going to work. We've never been introduced to that before. We've just seen how the Jedi teach how you search for your Kyber crystal. So it might work different for somebody else. There is no Jedi order in this story. So this is how it's speaking to them. Like, and I think it's, it was really beautiful, but like, yes, the purple at the end to see this change in someone like what a perfect way of using a visual medium, you know, like you can't get into that character's head. So we're going to show it to you. Also, they did that in twins. So, um, again, I don't remember, like there's too much. I don't remember their names very well, but the, the brother, the twin brother in, in, in the twins, his lightsaber goes from red to blue. There's purple in the middle because like they're clearly born from the Sith. They're whatever voodoo magic they're using to create those two. But the light of the force is changing the color of the blade. And then, yeah, the girl, you know, the girl doesn't have a thing. And she's like finding out she is. The color of the blade is changing. We're watching. It's like, oh, my God, it's so emotional. (laughs) Chase, go. Um, yeah, I, I was just going to say, first of all, really quickly, like, M, like what you said about being able to go in and out of Canon, it's like a really fun thing that I've started to like learn about in the past like couple months. And I've like, I've related it to like being at a concert at like, like a GA concert. And like, sometimes the vibe is to stand outside of the mosh pit with a drink. And sometimes the, the vibe is to go into the mosh pit and vibe like for your favorite song. And then you go back out and get a drink and you stand. And I love that, but it's all in the same little venue so like that's like the visual i keep getting like anytime we talk about canon and and non-canon all that kind of stuff um but for this episode i just had to say like the way the daughters also just the way the daughter like um her lightsaber like started to turn green as she just like was so as she was like focusing all of her energy and her passion and her intention her color started to come through was awesome and that was just like one more little tiny thing I wanted to pull out there too, because that twist, like it was just like, it was so nice because it was, it was so, it seemed so um, simple and I didn't expect to be thrown around, but then in the last, like, you know, third of the, of the short, I was just thrown around, around every which way. And it was awesome. Oh God. And can we talk about her little droid? Oh my God. The little droid was like, oh Oh, my God. Four nines, right? Four nines. That the the, yes. the droid. Yes. And it he was, was a scary episode. It was like it was, freezing. Yeah. Like I was so stressed out. The second all those lightsabers turned on, I was sweating. I was yes. so nervous. Chris is right. It was totally pearl clutching because you thought it was this wholesome thing. You're so excited the Jedi are going to be reborn. You're like, oh my god! And then like, boom! You did not see it coming yeah, whatsoever. Yeah. Like no, no, no. Because it's like Mark. there's all of a sudden this like poor Jedi there by himself, you know, because Kara hadn't really 
figured out what was going on. So there's that poor Jedi with all those Sith, and then you're in the middle of a Sith gangbang, and it's like, what's going to happen next? You know, so I was like, no, it's not cool. Oh, God. I love, oh, we're going to get to you, thank Mark. You. I, was, I, I was actually going to bring that up. Yes. I love this. Hope yes. brings up in the steam room here. I like thinking that this was something that Ray might have put into motion centuries earlier. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Ray yep. spent a lot of time using someone else's lightsaber. Yep. 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 And then gave us in canon in the movies, like our first yellow lightsaber. And we see the flicker of, of colors in her kyber crystal. So is that her? manifesting all those things is she gonna have a color changing lightsaber in the future who knows she's great yeah, perfect yeah. love you ray thank you mark what were your thoughts on this episode so i have to say that kara i fell in love with the character i mean once we got past a certain point i just was like i am fully invested i love her she had like the energy of both like Jin and ray you know yes and it just was all there and like you were saying it's like this whole like you you don't get to grow up as a Jedi. And so you make do with what you have. You have the abilities, you have the gifts. So between this one and my favorite episode that I'll talk about at some point as well, too, it just reminded me of Finn and his abilities that mm. were very natural. And so that's what made me love these even more. Because it only makes me think that it's more than possible. We're going to get to see Finn do all, more of this later. If, we in fact get to dive into the character more in the future. Yep. And that moment on the ice. <clears throat> oh yes. God, that was so oh bad. Yes. She slides on. Oh my yeah. God. And those character designs, on ice? <laughs> <laughs> those character designs of the Jedi hunters were yeah. so amazing. Oh, like this. Ep oh my God. It's so good. It. This is a gorgeous episode. It's very well done. Oh, it's, it felt yeah. It felt like I'm going to say Voltron. Like I kept getting Voltron Ooh. vibes from it. If anyone watched the Netflix version of Voltron, which was a very 80s feeling show, but today. And I felt like this was a very 80s, like original trilogy inspired. I, I got a lot of Luke from her, but Luke with, with Leia's like assuredness of herself you know like she was a girl who's clearly raised yeah. to believe in herself we've talked about luke yes. raised to yes. don't believe in yourself i will beat you down every second so i why again i'm gonna say it again why anyone says uncle owen was a good parent i don't understand like because no no did he show up and yeah. take him sure okay i guess you get a trophy you're a white dude who took a kid there you go you're a perfect parent <laughs> But no, he would not a good parent. But like this girl was clearly raised by by a really good parent figure. Whether or not that's her father, we don't I don't know. But like he nurtured her and didn't want to put her out there. And now we see all these Jedi hunters. Okay. Like it wasn't even like I'm not gonna let you do that because because of how Star Wars can sometimes be a parent of saying no it was a very loving thing but it but the voltron vibes like it was just like it felt 80s in the action and 80s in the inspiration of some of the character designs and and like the hero moment with the cute little droid where all of a sudden he was like flying had the little like the little fire behind it was like oh god this is perfect um yeah so i loved it i loved it let's see i'm gonna go with well, two of my three were taken. <laughs> <laughs> so 
So I'm going to go to the duel. Nice. Which oh, yeah. was so good. This every like you got an entire story. You got everything you needed within like two minutes. You got the whole you just got all of it. And it's something that Star Wars can do so well. And that's one thing that I feel collectively all of these did probably. Uh, but the duel was most like a new hope to me of it just dropped in on like the middle. It was a Wednesday and this is just Ronan's life on a Wednesday. And, but you know, everything you need from him so quickly and you're just dropped in the action. You see a bunch of amazing aliens dressed up certain ways. You see like the soldiers drinking and hanging out and then they get called to order. And all of a sudden they're just in go mode and everyone's afraid you get the kid rising up. But there was so much lore built in without saying anything. Like not a single thing was uttered about the world that they lived in. And I love when Star Wars does that. I love when Star Wars just throws you in and you will figure it out as the story goes. We don't need to spend time explaining anything to you ahead of time. And uh, Danny, you mentioned it earlier. We Chase and I both tweeted about this independently and it cracked me up this morning, (laughs) but this was the first episode with the shoes, the shoes, the heels and visions are on point and heels with either like little lightsabers shooting out of them or lasers. I don't know what it was, but um, I don't know that character's name, but I cannot wait. And I might as well just say it now. So there is Ronin is coming out on October 12th. A book of Ronin is coming. And in like two weeks, maybe three weeks, and I don't have my calendar. We're going to be talking to Emma Candon, the writer of the Ronin book. So I cannot wait because I didn't see this episode before. And it was like one of my favorites the whole way through. So I can't wait to get their perspective on all of these things. And I can't wait to read the book. Um, uh, Because I'm telling you, I, that, I think that world was the world that I was the most invested in. Mm. Like that. I loved the characters from the ninth Jedi. I really related to those characters, but I love the world. And I love the idea that, the ninth Jedi is the same world that Ronan was in just like maybe like a couple hundred years in the future. And I can't wait to see how all this comes together. Chase, what were your thoughts on the duel? Okay. So I have to be honest. Like I can't wait to read the book. I have the book pre-ordered, but this wasn't one of my favorites. I just didn't feel super invested. I thought the animation style was amazing. Um, Paul is right. He's so hot. We love that. (laughs) Um, And I love seeing, I mean, all the characters were so good. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I think I might need to go back and watch it. Or I think what I really want to do is I just want to read the book and then I'll watch it. Mm-hmm. Again after reading the book Cause I'm really excited to read the book. Like I get it, but it just didn't hit as hard for me as the other stories did. Okay. Cause I'm here for <laughs> when he told nine yum to put the tea kettle on to help calm this guy down. Like that was such a nurturing moment. He was like, okay, I'm going to have you fix help work on my droid who probably could have fixed himself, but he sees this dude who's so nervous and afraid and just watch the tea. Yeah, and He's making he was focused to determine his reality. Yes, a hundred and ten percent. He totally. was saying boil the tea to calm Nine Yum down, but speaking to R five D four with the cute little hat, saying when this goes off, go shoot him up. 
Like it was such a, like those little moments, there were so much packed into all of these little things that I absolutely fell in love with. Like I fell in love with, and oh my God, I can't believe I didn't bring up the general grievous, like with kyber crystal things. And you're like, oh my God, wait, this dude's a Sith. And oh my God. And he's collecting like kyber crystals. Like the last time we saw someone doing this, they're like super evil. But then he gives a little kid thing saying like this will ward off evil from your villain. I'm like, oh my, like yeah i can't i can't like this is like the complexity in a character that i live for like you are clearly come from a bad place maybe you're still kind of bad i don't know what's going on can't wait yeah. to read the book but you're really nice to people with no words love it god it's perfect <laughs> okay mark what are your thoughts I found this one to be the more traditional of all of the ones I've seen. Cause I'm still missing like a couple towards the end that I haven't watched yet, but this one I think was the perfect primer for the series because it's what I think a lot of people were probably looking to find. It was almost like watching like some type of like a, a tapestry tale come to life. Right. And, mm-hmm. and so it had all those traditional elements with all the star Wars stuff in it. And it was gorgeous. I mean, it's not in my top three, not because it's not good, but it's just there's so many of these to pick from that it's like, I, I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. But yes. I, I love it. It's in my top five. Let's leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. But um, yeah, there's this one just, it, it was a perfect start for it. I was like, okay. I was like, there. this is what we needed to see to begin with. I was like, okay, let's see what's next. And that's why I think it's when we got the, Tatooine Rhapsody is just mm-hmm. such a shock to the system. You're like, oh my god, you know, it's like <laughs> yes. there's colors, there's like all these characters in your face, there's music, you know. Mm-hmm. But it was great because it, it shows you it's like this is what was more traditional at one time, and now here is what we're seeing in, you know, what a lot of people digest these days now, you know. Mm-hmm. Um it's yeah. I mean, we're just so lucky to be able to see it from all these different viewpoints. Again, all these all these visions, you know, it, it it's clearly doing what it's supposed to be doing, you mm-hmm. know, and, and, and there's something for everyone in this. You know, you might think, well, that was a little bit too serious for me or that was a little bit too yes. bad, but there's something in here for everyone. You just got to take the chance and you just got to let it sink in because you're going to find mm-hmm. something in here. You're going to be like, oh, that's the Star Wars I loved. I didn't think I was going to mm-hmm. see that, you know? So. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And what did you think of the duo? Yeah, I liked it for the same reason Mark did. Like, I loved how sort of traditional it was. But at the same time, like, it was great because it sort of like lulled you because you're like, okay, so I know what type of samurai story this is. And, you know, and here comes the Star Wars elements and like, oh, here's like mm-hmm. the badass Sith lady. And that was so much fun. With the coolest hair in Star Wars. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> truly. <laughs> truly, truly. Um, and, but then at the end, when it totally subverts your expectations, when he's got all the red crystals and you're like, what is going on here? And it's like it sort of takes this world that until then, at that point, has been very sort of small and encapsulated mm-hmm. and like explodes it outward and is like, hey, there's a bigger story here. You know, mm-hmm. I just love that. That was such a clever such a clever note to end on and it was just i felt like it was the perfect way to begin to because it wasn't too challenging Mm. you know it kind of like sort of picks you up and puts 
puts you in its little sack and like carries you along and you're like, yep. oh, okay, this is fun. You know, and then, and you think you know what's happening. And then at the very end, it's like, what? <laughs> but do you? <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And also, yes, that whole thing with the lightsaber parasol was phenomenal. <sighs> it was better than I thought it would be from the trailers. Like I, I was like, this is cooler than I could have ever expected. Yeah, and murdering the Trandoshan with it was just... <laughs> no! I was so upset. That's that person was so great. We it finally was, see a yeah. nice Trandoshan. You kill him? Right away. <laughs> was, it, was, it, uh, was it Dan from um, Baraxium? I think would be very happy over that. Yes. <laughs> well, and also, like you mentioned, like you mentioned in the battle, you know, here I, go, here I go with, like, my meta thing again, mm -hmm. is that... Like as soon as he did the kettle thing, I was like, "Oh, this is a countdown. Mm -hmm. We have a countdown in the story now." Yeah, that's yeah. cool. I love it. I love. I love countdowns and stories. I love them. It was. Great. I like, and I the thing that I love too is that I think this story and maybe all of them actually, but this was very easy to pick out. But like these shows really are tied to what we already know. Like the, the kyber crystals in the cape work because we know General Grievous. Like it wouldn't have made the same amount of sense if it was not for that Grievous thing. I don't think. You know what I mean? Because like point. you you go there and you're like, oh, so he's like been hunting these Sith down. These weren't like his that he found or that he's not collecting them to build more lightsabers. These are trophies for the Sith he's been taking out. Um, maybe you would have gotten that. I don't know. But it was it was good and i yeah the animation was so beautiful and i'm here for the texture of like the the film grain that was like popping oh, yeah. in and it was like i think i think this had my favorite character designs like this episode had my favorite character designs like the little beard thing that okay it was so good it was great yeah. it was great yeah. chase give us another one um okay the toby episode tob1 <laughs> I, oh, thank God someone's going to bring I this up. Literally didn't like this one started and I was like, okay, we'll see about this one. <laughs> and then, <laughs> at the end of the episode, I'm like crying like I will die for this droid. <laughs> I literally could not handle this episode. Mark and I yeah. kind of were talking about a little bit earlier that it has a lot of Pinocchio vibes. Yes. yes! Um, and yes. it was and and to see a droid get to be a Jedi also like as a Star Wars fan, like we always talk about the treatment of droids. And so like to be able to see a droid like want to be a Jedi and just be one and to have like a supportive like parental figure, like it was just all so beautiful. And also it was like it was just so it was like. I don't know. I felt like I was in a gummy bear world and like, I just like the audio design was so great. Everything was so stunning and it was so beautiful and like comforting, but then it got so horrifying when the inquisitor like came down. It was, it was so scary. And again, I just, it, I was so um, pleased by how invested that short made me. I went from zero, like 0% 0 to 100% with that short. And then as soon as he started growing the little green and bringing this life out and continuing the work while also 
following his own destiny was so beautiful. Like he didn't put it all the way and like just do what he did for his dad and he or like you know the doctor or whatever whatever he's I forgot what he called him the professor the professor Professor Mataka yeah yes yeah so like you know I think a lot of times we see like characters like that will just like put everything aside and just do the stuff for like their parental figure or the professor. Um, But I thought it was so beautiful how he was like I'm going to continue. Um, the professor's work, but also do my own thing and forge my own path as as a Jedi, and it was incredible. It was, it was like a hundred percent of like manifestation station. Toby's mm-hmm. out here making his dreams come true, and I live. Quick question for you, Chase, and then I'll jump to you, Mark. Have you seen Astro Boy? No. Okay, there's a remake movie. Okay. From like maybe 2010, 2015, something. It's good. Yeah, I remember but, it coming out. Okay. Find some of the original Astro Boy cartoons. Okay. Because this down. was straight up an homage to Astro Boy. Like, I, if is Astro Boy like the first anime? Is it credited as like the first anime? I think it might be. I. Well, it's the first one that was popularized in the West. And okay. Yes. An audience in the yes. West. It Astro yeah. Boy is great because if if you like Toby, you will like Astro Boy because it okay. is Astro Boy but Star Wars, like like straight up legit. That's one hundred percent what it is. Um, and then real quick, I'm sorry, I will get to you, Mark. I promise. No, uh, okay. I like Hope brings up in in the steam room there about the disability with the professor, which I loved. Like also heartbreaking because this is the truth about star Wars and the truth about the force. And this is the truth of what the force should be when the Jedi don't control it and do all those things and be stupid Jedi. But you know, those Sith hunters chopped his arms off. So he couldn't wield a lightsaber anymore thinking that they were going to torture him and leave him with nothing, but he figured it out because he believed in the light side of the force and the goodness in other things and then did this beautiful thing but yet, like oh, i i hope i'm with you 100% and i think it spoke to his character so much more oh god it's so good this is what i love about the show it didn't even give you any of this but it's all there like it's so it was so good oh my god i love it I'm t- i've not ever been this excited about star wars since <laughs> i don't know when i i am in love okay mark go ahead All right. So, yes, piggybacking off of what you both said. Yeah, we were talking about the whole Pinocchio thing. It's like this whole wanting to be a real boy, wanting to be a Jedi, Mm -hmm. you know, this dream that they're achieving um, with Geppetto creating him and building him and like adding on, you know, little by little so as to grow. Right. Um, And then, of course, yeah, the asteroid reference. That's what I first thought of was asteroid Mm -hmm. when I saw it in the preview. But Mm -hmm. upon watching the episode, then that whole Pinocchio element came in, right? Um, and we were also talking about the name because the way that it looks to me, it looks like it says to be one, to be yep. a Jedi, uh, you know? Yep. So it's just like, that's that totally got to me too. hundred percent. I have to say my, my favorite sequence was when they were on kind of like the Jedi astral plane and Mataka's talking to him and, you know, kind of giving him the, you know, use the force Luke moment. Like this is, this is what you've been this is your moment. This is where you come together. This is where you become a yeah. Jedi Knights. I mean, I was just, I was in tears. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> it was so good. And he kind of looked like Obi-Wan in that moment too. Yeah, it was like, just oh, so with his, like, cool. oh. It's like, it's like the, the fact that it takes all these elements that we know so well and gives them new life, you know, because we see them, we see them through the eyes of these new characters that we instantly fall in love with. And 
I, I love it. It's that give me that on repeat. You know, it's why yeah. Ray catching the lightsaber moment is such a huge moment. Not, not. I mean, let's not even let's not disregard the fact that it was just huge to see a female character catch that damn saber and finally kick some ass. You know, but it was just the fact that we loved this character by the time we got to that point in the movie, and it was such a triumphant moment, right? But yeah, I just, I. I I took that episode in and I'm like, just when I think I've seen my favorite episode, I get another one that I'm just like, can't get enough of and want to go back and watch. And I should add, I've been watching all of these in, you know, Japanese first, and then I'm going to go back and watch them in English next so that I can take yeah. them in that way too. Cause I just, I can't wait to watch them again. <sighs> so am I have to go? I'm sorry. I'll, I'll circle back. Kitten. I know. I'm so excited. I'm sorry. I'm being a very I'm selfish. No, don't be sorry. Uh, Kitten, if you're still in the steam room, this is it. This is your Brian made a half an hour in. I love this episode. I have been very open about having a complicated, hard time sharing Star Wars with my children. Like, and I know how it probably makes me sound, but it's the truth. It's been very, very hard for me. However, to see this little droid healing himself with his imagination. And when it cuts to him being like a real boy, and that's what he's imagining to be, that he can be anything that he wants to be someday. And his father figure and his dad allowing him to do that with not once correcting him and just letting him be and heal himself the way he needs to be healed. He watched an entire planet go down. We see all these droids getting chopped up all the time. We knew that these sit the, 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 the Inquisitors have come before. This is not the first time he's seen his family chopped down. He knows that life was ended and he is not real. But to him, because he has this beautiful, amazing father is real and he doesn't see himself as anything other than that. And then to understand and then to bring in the stupid, idiot, misogynistic garbage trash discourse about Ray Skywalker and all the stupid slug crap that people talk about the Skywalkers that was never once said in Star Wars that only a Skywalker and only blood can like you're dumb you don't listen you're just you were watching one family story but nowhere in Star Wars has ever said only that only that no one has ever said that they even address that in the elder in this thing and then it's done beautifully but this goes back to the moment of anyone can be a jedi it goes back to the fact that i feel incredibly attached to droids as a queer person and how mistreated they are all the time and here's a droid for the first real time in any star wars being treated like an individual with beliefs and systems and someone who should be treated like the living being that they really are and it was so beautiful and it made me think about my kids <sighs> when they were little and especially Michael and Eli and Eli was a little bit older, but he didn't have any. Michael was only four. When Michael came, the dude knew like 20 words. He did not know anything. All he had was anger to express himself and it was really difficult. It was really hard on the entire family. It was hard. But he would, he latched on to Star Wars toys. And he would sit there and play with these little toys. And I would just listen. And I would listen to him working through his trauma with Star Wars toys. And 
talking, he would have one character from one family that wasn't very nice and a character in another family that was really nice. And they were talking about the things and it makes me think about how he like identified anger with Darth Vader. And I just was like, here I am like a star Wars daddy with these little kids who saw their whole world's crumbling down. And I hope that I'm a father who's teaching them to like rebuild the life that they want to have someday, just like this little kid. And I was like, Oh, anyways, I'm sorry, but it was so good. Like I loved, like, <laughs> thank you, Brian. Cause <laughs> thank you. <laughs> it was just, it was so good. It was so pure. And it was like, it was what star Wars does for it was yeah. it is for the child in all of us it is not written for kids it is not a child's movie it's oh. not a child's story it's for the kids that live in all of us and i just i really i really 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 loved that parent like that is the best parent we've ever seen in star wars sorry bail like sorry like you've been chump <laughs> like like he was so good that little person became exactly wanted to be and you know in chase you said something really important that was so good he honored his father but was also still his own person yeah. like what parent well um just think that is what i want nothing more am i know you want the same thing you want your child to be whoever the, the, you want them to walk away with lessons that we want them to have that we think will better themselves but we also know that they're going to be their own person like you hope that you instill things in them but then like oh god it was so just, <laughs> it was so cute and then it was done with these cute little bubbly things like little bloopity blops all over the place and sound design it was like oh my god i loved everything about this 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 whole evening has been a very very father-centric thing for me because i was i was on a train looking at the south san francisco sign earlier and i was remembering when we were younger and my dad and we all lived there and I just was thinking a lot about my dad and at that same time like the death of Jonathan Kent was playing from Superman in my ears and I'm like okay come on I'm gonna be right it's like this it's like this is like full circle so, so uh yeah uh, okay Emma what'd you think of this yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was so beautiful and sweet. I, I even the morning after watching it, um, I kept thinking about like what it meant that they had a story about a droid becoming a Jedi, and that was just so. I loved it. It was so moving and and beautiful and inclusive, and and the shot of all of the the little sprouts and the moss growing on Mataka's cairn. <laughs> Interestingly, though, the name Mitaka is an Easter egg because in The Force Awakens, uh, this pasty fellow, this pasty fellow, oh, that cute one, yes, <laughs> hmm. love it. Yeah, the one who has the misfortune of explaining to Kylo that the droid stole the freighter. Oh, right. <laughs> what girl? <laughs> exactly. That's, um, that 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 character's named Lieutenant Mataka. So I kind of wonder if they. Mm. Uh, I was like, oh, it's got it's a, like a someone's got an attachment to the name, right? Somebody <laughs> in there. Um, yep. Yeah. Uh, oh, love it's it. It's just so beautiful. I just love that story, and I loved what it implied for like the greater Star Wars universe. It was like, it just, yeah, it was everything. It was anyone can be a Jedi. Anyone, you can be anything you want to be. And parents raise your children to be, believe that they can be anything they want to be.
you know oh god so so damn good uh, emma give us another one okay so unfortunately mark spoilers plug your ears because <laughs> we're gonna yeah. talk we're gonna talk about akakiri <laughs> okay okay blew my mind this was such an emma episode like 100 <laughs> percent. i am so excited to hear you talk about this episode well, I texted everybody in the group chat. I was like, you will die immediately upon watching this episode. <laughs> I am writing this text from beyond the grave. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, I just, uh, it was so, it was just, it was perfect. Uh, it was exactly, like, if you had grabbed me by the throat like three months ago and been like, what do you want in a Star Wars Visions episode? <laughs> I would have said this. <laughs> and nice. I love how this is so, it's so funny to, to say this as someone who loves Star Wars and loves living in that world, but it makes you feel terrible about the Star Wars galaxy. Like it's so menacing and bleak and upsetting and traumatizing. <laughs> Mm. But I I love that. Like I loved, like I, I I don't know. I just I love stories that make you feel that way about the world that that they're placed in, and the fact that Mark Ligurius, the fact that he's told <laughs> three times, this is fated. Like it will happen, and you get this. It gives you this feeling of repetition of like yeah. this is. It's happened before. It will happen again. Time is a circle. There is no escaping it. The same story is going to play out over and over and over again. And you get to see a good person who was a Jedi, who was in love, who sacrifices their life for the woman they love. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, I've seen the story before seen the story before felt terrible about it then and i feel terrible about it now and it's just going to keep happening because this is a story that keeps getting told over and over and over again in this in this universe and they put it in the text like this is faded this is what happens it happens like it happened then it happens now and it's going to happen again and there's no escaping it and I was just like, I fucking love being trapped in this angst. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. I, I love that, though. Okay, I love that I, you've got that. I mean, I, I, I don't know what you just said, but I know you <laughs> and what you love. And, and the fact that you got that, that's pretty epic. It's pretty sweet that, that you were able to get that from that episode because, like I said, there's so much here. A few and they could have kept it whimsical. They could have kept so, it whimsical the whole way through, right? It's true. So a few things that I have to talk about that I have to point out, like specific things about the episode. Okay. Um, uh, okay. Number one, hiring Lorraine to Saint <sighs> A plus. She is a goddess. Yes. Yes. And it was amazing to hear her voice. It was she was a perfect voice actor. Yes. Loved it. Number two. Um I, upon rewatching it, I, I watched it like compulsively. Like I've seen it four times. It's the one that I've seen the most <laughs> out of all of them because I love the way it made me feel. Mm -hmm. On on a rewatch, the fact that you can see the Sith puppeting 
the girl, like if you watch carefully, like you can see it. He doesn't see it, but you can see it. <sighs> yeah. And that was like amazing. Like her zombie walk mm-hmm. was just like, oh my God. So well done. Uh, three, the music. The music, the music blew my mind, and the fact that it was the music was a circle, it ended the same way it began. Yep. The episode, <clears throat> like that was incredible. And there was one other thing I was going to talk about. Oh yes, of course, of course, because as if they didn't drive it home enough with the plot that happens in the episode, the shot of. Of him in profile at the end, putting up his hood. Eerie. <sighs> That's the stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so, I hope Anakin never hears the story, never sees what happens, because all the I watched this and I felt so bad for Anakin. I mean, I shouldn't. He just murdered a bunch of kids. But Anakin, he got what Anakin wanted. But Anakin yeah. failed because, and I don't remember any of their names. Again, I'm overwhelmed by how much I love this. And so nothing is really, I haven't even, nothing, I mean, already this emotional and this exciting hasn't even really sunk in yet. Like, I'm still on surface level. Like, I haven't even, like, it, anyways. Like, this, that, that Jedi, or now something else? exchanged himself that was healthy attachment that was not possessive attachment that was like i love you and i want you anakin was not willing to sacrifice himself for padme nope i need it all i need it all nope you you are mine and if if i'm not going to be with you then you shouldn't exist just like obi-wan well there can only be one and it's either both of us together or none of us and so we either live together or we both die and what happened it was a romeo and juliet story they both died And this was a story of someone who really loved someone and was willing to sacrifice themselves because they loved that person more than they did themselves. And so it's what is so tragic and also so beautiful in this, because that is how the Sith win. They give you like, it was so good. Like she was the wicked witch with the apple, like, you know, and she would like, I agree. Like she was played so well, but like she got everything she wanted and what she's going to get that Palpatine didn't get is he knows she lived and he's going to have to continue to see her be happy and prosper and all those things, which who knows where, where this is going to go. We're going to see them again. Anyways, it was so great. And I do. I loved the so, ending. I so watched so it with Jack cool. last night. He's like, that's how it ended. Chase, what did you think of this episode? Um, I really liked it. It, it was definitely like a little bit, heavier you know what i mean i thought it's a really interesting note to end on like chronologically in the series i thought it was interesting that they put that one last um i don't really have anything much else to add except i i will say i appreciate it more after hearing you guys talk about it Mm -hmm. because like i like i liked it but again it just like first of all i just say i did not dislike any of these episodes i think it's it is hard not to like one of these episodes um but this was one of the ones that did not resonate as much with me so Mm -hmm. i'm grateful to hear you two talk about it because i I get the vibe now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like now, if I went back and watched it again, a I would look for that that animation you were talking about um, with the puppeteering and everything. Um, but 
but B, I also like, you know, I understand what I'm walking into it and I, and I think I'd appreciate it a lot more. Yep. Yeah. As the figures are approaching him, mm-hmm. as he's heading them down, yeah. if you watch, you can see very clearly what he Yeah. Does. It's great. It's great. It's really, really creepy. And it, I was already getting Katara vibes from her to bring it back to one of my other favorite shows of Avatar The Last Airbender. <laughs> and she was very Katara like. And then I saw all that and I was like, oh my God, they're bloodbending. And it's really creepy because bloodbending is really creepy. Yeah. And I'm also living in The Last Airbender because Michael, my super fan that I was just crying over, is also now completely 100% obsessed <laughs> with the last airbender oh, he has seen so all of them. he <laughs> was so awesome. i i called <laughs> this morning it. to check in on them and i had to hang up because mike was in the middle of telling tom his dad or as he said it this morning on the phone yeah daddy i can't talk right now i'm telling your husband about the fire nation <laughs> and how they work he's very happy that the fire nation found themselves back around by the time uh uh, uh cora comes around and they're good now so yeah, he's very so into funny. it but anyways the blood bit like oh that's that's my mind went there more but i do like i like how all of these were very hopeful like it was all about like another honorable mention is um uh what is it the last bride the bride what what the, the village, village bride, bride. The village another bride. honorable mention that is it was cool i've seen it three times now and it's definitely one you need to watch more than once because i feel like that story you need to know how it ends to appreciate the beginning mm, um, okay fair enough it's fair enough. Yeah, it's really yeah. really really good oh, i love, I love like yeah, it's so beautiful. We just watched Princess Mononoke. If you haven't listened to that episode yet, you should. As Emma pointed to. out on YouTube, Tom cursed within two minutes and it was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about but press the pearls. <laughs> I was like, there's so much um like of my own spirituality tied in to Princess Mononoke. It was probably the time that it came out, all these things that I discussed in the episode. But this episode and the idea of the Jedi thinking about how the force works in that way with that language was so beautiful. It was like a really beautiful way of, of Yoda explaining how the force works, which to me is how I see the force working. And it like, you can't control it. You know, like, oh God. But anyways, it's very, very good. And I completely lost what I was going to say. I don't Oh, hopeful that episode ends the whole season of visions ends in a not hopeful way. Yeah. Like he, the Sith won. It started with the Sith. The duel starts with the Sith who does he want to be a Sith? Does he not want to be a Sith? Is he trying to leave the order? Is he not trying to, we don't really know, right? Like he's still rocking a red lightsaber, but he's taking him out and he's doing good things. But then it ended with one coming back in always two. There are. And I was like, Oh, what are we doing? What are we? Anyways? Um, I thought that was, it was a very brave move to end on that. Cause it is not a happy ending. Most of these had pretty happy endings. And then the mm-hmm. final deal. You're, mm, nope. <laughs> but that's so- very much a Japanese thing. I would think that's just, and also a very Star Wars. He's giving yep. us a tragedy, right? You know, mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, I love it. So, <laughs> I love the Village Bride. Um, I, for one thing, I loved seeing, uh, I loved seeing a culture full of people who are all force sensitive and just use yes! it to yeah. commune with their planet. Mm-hmm. 
That was so yes! great. I've always talked about how I wanted to see more people who are force sensitive and not Jedi. And mm. there they were. It was yeah. wonderful. I loved how I loved the bucket helmet too. Oh my <laughs> god. Because I've seen I've seen those before when I played Okami. So I presume okay. that it's a traditional, like it's a traditional Japanese face covering protector, head protector mm -hmm. thing. Um and uh and at the beginning was just so romantic. I mean, come on. Like, that is straight out of a fan fiction, honestly. Carrying your bride up to the temple. We don't, like, we don't want a bride's feet to be dirty. Yeah. yeah it's pretty romantic. It's so romantic. <laughs> that was another amazing, wonderful, perfect Star Wars opening of this dude with a weird bucket head with some weird device reading something out in nature. Do we need to know what it is? No. We just go, the dude's wearing some weird bucket thing, reading something out in the woods. That's it. Like, it's so good. Oh, my God. I... Visions is perfection. <laughs> Give, I, like, I love it so much. Oh, my God. Okay. Um, and I'm going to be very shallow because I also, another, where's, if Danny's still here, this was another shoe episode. Like, those, oh, like, those okay, shoes. girl, we're going to go from sexy to you're about to fight. So, we need to give you a little more yeah. room, girl. Yeah. They went from, like, pumps right. to athletic shoes. All in one thing. It was so great. Mm -hmm. I was so shallow at the beginning, though, because the earrings in this episode, I was here for the earrings. It is how yeah. when I draw, I draw earrings like that because Frank yeah. Miller in The Dark Knight Returns, you had like the opening thing with the newscaster people. He doesn't attach the earrings to the ears. It. Like you don't draw the little line that connects them to the earlobe. And that's what I focused on. I couldn't yeah. get past the earrings. <laughs> yeah. And I loved the very like, uh gender bend villain like like there oh, the, my gosh i agree right? i noticed the same thing i was like this villain is just fabulous like yes! I, I would have a hard time saying no to them they're just freaking yeah. yes there you go like yeah i was like oh i am here for, like i'm here for this i'm here i'm here all like i'm uh, villains up the wazoo amazing villains and all of these villains. like yeah. oh my god poor ocho and and lop like oh my god that i'm like oh i am so heartbroken for the father i'm heartbroken for like lop and again thank you for the other mother effing representation thank you yeah. for the adopted child not being the one who fell backwards because of the trauma they had suffered before no the foster adopt child was the one who stood by her father at the end. They didn't blink once. We see her. We're going to be a real family, which was very cute in the trailer. Then we see the thing. Oh, my God, is a heartbreaking. But like that, they don't waver. They don't. She never says, you're not my real sister. They don't know. They don't go. No, they are siblings. That is father, daughter, all of it. And she's the one who stuck around. Like I had just talked about this somewhere. I'm like, I am so tired of children being adopted and the story being that they have trauma and they start off angry by the end by the third act they do the miraculous thing to understand what a real family is and they always come back around it's the bio parents that are always the perfect ones and the the, the adopted kids who've got to figure it out like i'm so tired of that story being on repeat all of the time they don't like it is not there and it is the bio sibling that has like the bio daughter that has the issues like thank you Perfection. Love it. Perfect. Thank you. Ah, Mark, do you have any honorable mentions? No, because we've gone over everything that I really love, but I, I, I loved hearing what you folks have to say about the Village Bride because it, 
I had the hardest time with that one at the beginning. And then it towards the end is when I really started liking it. Right. Um, I think the only other one, I didn't necessarily love it, but I think it had some interesting moments was the twins. Um, <sighs> just because Alex, Mark speaking your language, <laughs> just because I loved how they were brought up to be Sith. This is what they mm-hmm. knew. Right. And then the fact that the brother was able to break away from that, it's like, no, we don't have to do this. And he was worried about his sister. He loved his sister so much that he realized he had to try to save her. Right. And just, you know, and also we get um, the Holdo moment in that episode with oh, the, yeah. the Star Destroyer was gorgeous. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, yeah. they just took yeah. that and like took oh, it up yeah. another level. I was like, Ooh, with a lightsaber, <laughs> a lightsaber's cutting down. Awesome. A flashlight so styled. Yeah. Star Destroyer. Exactly. <laughs> like, come on. It's so good. Yeah. 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 No, it was it was an interesting episode. Like I I loved their dynamic and like how in the end it was almost like it ended part Ray like with the ship. Yes. You know, in the sand, right? And yeah. then him and also part Ezra in that he goes, She's out there. I know she is. We're gonna I find her. It. Yeah, and I loved it. I was just like, I love this. It's like, he's still, and he's obviously, he should be somewhat scared because, you know, she can kick his ass. But at the same time, it's like, it was a sacrifice that he made. He wanted her to live. And he goes, she's out there. And, you know, I still want us to be together. I want her to find her best self. And Mm -hmm. I was, it was, it was cool. It was cool. Emma, I want to talk to you about the elder because you really like the elder, right? Of course I did. Okay, so I knew you would, and I know I will, but at this moment, like, it is the one, it's probably on the bottom for me. Mm -hmm. It's the only one I've only seen once, and it's just really dialogue heavy. Yes. But I know it's giving me everything I want, because um, uh, uh, Qui-Gon Jinn, I don't remember the dude's name, but Qui-Gon, like, has that line of, like, I don't remember verbatim. Like I said, I only saw it once, but he says the thing about the force that I mentioned earlier tonight, like, no, the force is in everyone, but there are just some people who understand it more than others. And I was like, thank you for just like painting that because that's what star Wars has always said. Never said anything different. Not until all of a sudden people decide in the sequel trilogy and the prequels that that's what they said. I don't know, but that was, dumb but like i really love that they like that was a really great line and when i heard that i'm like oh i need to watch this again because i know i'm gonna probably like really love this and i also am here for the anakin vibes from his panel padawan what was it about this that you liked well firstly master tajin was hot oh <laughs> my god <laughs> oh, see, no, daddy, i'm here for the padawan sorry daddy, sorry, daddy. yes <laughs> yes <laughs> That ponytail. Girl, the most voluptuous <laughs> pony I have ever seen. So true. In anything. So true, friend. Yes. Absolutely. And, and really quickly while we're talking about him being hot, I'll just really quickly. Just the the English, the English version, David Harbour voicing him. Oh yes, Daddy. I have never heard David Harbour speak so low, quiet, and like close to a microphone (laughs) and i just need to like put in some like my airpods and put it on noise canceling mode and just listen to that episode while i'm doing dishes because oh my god yes no 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 oh no dishes i want to i agree 
put it in in whatever the noise canceling mode is with that voice and the image of him in his tidy whities from <laughs> season one of Stranger Things. That is all I need. Yeah. <laughs> it's all of that right there. That's all I need. Also, real quick, and before, just real quick, because I just heard Chase saying daddy, daddy, daddy. <laughs> so we need to give a shout out to Queer Fear. It's a great podcast that oh. episode two dropped today. Did it come out today? Did Thank it come out today? Yeah, Queer Queer's episode two. Yeah. Okay. And you'll hear daddy, daddy, mommy, 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 daddy, daddy. I think we needed to make a shot game out of it or like those tick marks on one of those YouTube videos. I don't know what it means and I am not a TikToker. But anyways, go listen to that podcast because Chase is amazing and wonderful. And um, it's great. It's great. Okay, M. Yeah. So, okay. Yes. So master teaching is hot. Also, shout out (laughs) to all of the people in the entire Star Wars Vision series with facial scars. Oh, yeah. I'm here for it. Almost I every single one. episode had someone with one. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Um. <laughs> scars oh. make everyone hotter. So true. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so, um, okay. Yes. The things that I loved about this episode. Yes. So, I mean... It's just so classic Star Wars, like uh, Master and his Padawan, and the Master's imparting his knowledge in this very calm, quiet, serene way, you know? And then there's this mystery that they encounter, you know, was they're adventuring. And, you know, they have to face this horror of this, this creature, this being that they can't quite put their finger on. It's like like a Sith, but in other ways he's not. And you know, mm. and then and and they I don't know, it was just so like and I love that trope of like, you know, how the Padawan has to take him on first. And it was just it was great. I loved it. And I and I I loved the way that the lightsaber battle was choreographed. Oh my God, yeah. that was just like it was that was another pearl clutching episode i'm like oh my god he's alive i thought he was dead oh my god he's alive yay and then i saw that and you're like oh but he's gonna die now but no he lives and alex (laughs) the answer is yes the answer is yes you are yes Um, I also have to say that this, this, I loved this episode so much and um, Hope brought up a good point that it felt like it could fit right into the High Republic. Mm-hmm. And I agree because the Absolutely. second it started, I felt like I was watching like the first chapter where introduced to Bell, Zedifar and um, his Jedi Master. It was at Loden Great, Great Storm, right? Mm-hmm. So, like um, that first chapter of like watching them, like that for me, that's what this episode yes. like, had that energy, which I really appreciated. Um, and and the the baddie in this episode was horrific. He was so scary. And for me, like he just yes. felt like a Sith who like went so far to the dark. Like one of the most dark setting characters I've seen in Star Wars. That's the impression I got from yes. this baddie. Yes. Like I was like, oh, you're literally just seeking chaos and death mm-hmm. and destruction. Yeah. And you just want that. You like. He's like, it was so, it was his, he was so hungry for that darkness. And like, so I really just love that for me. It was yeah. like that. And then again, like, I also got a little bit of like, like you call him like Qui-Gon Brian. And it's like, he does have a lot of Qui-Gon energy mm-hmm. and like, and I almost felt like in certain ways, like I was watching Qui-Gon 
like talk to an older Anakin. Yes. Had he been around. Yeah. And yes. I got to see yeah. what that was like because his Padawan had that same energy that Anakin has where it's like, oh, I'm going to go fight. I'm going to go find the bad guy. You know yes. what I mean? And so it was so fun to be able to kind of like, it was kind of like a little what if moment. So I loved that. Yes. I agree. Thank like, you. like Emma brought up like fan fiction earlier. Like that's what this feels like. This does feel like what if Qui-Gon had lived. Mm-hmm. and was yeah. still with Anakin uh, yeah. like 100% and and look how that's Anakin is mm-hmm. like really great like really really great mm-hmm. exactly clearly, yeah clearly has attachment yeah, but in sure. a very healthy way and a little yeah. bit like, of ego a lot of an ego yeah also made him very hot like um yes there's a lot of daddies and yes maybe can't believe what I'm I'm entering. Well, I'm not. I'm in my 40s. I guess I entered a while ago. <laughs> and all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, hello, little Twinkie. Like, oh, hi. What's <laughs> I don't know when this started or happened, but I was like, oh, I'm here for that little twink. Okay. I got you, boo. I got you. <laughs> Might need your daddy, too, like to make it all like totally, you know, that's all right. You guys can go together. Uh, anything as we wrap up? The one thing that I want to touch on, because I have a question. I've been talking about this with Tom. How do the three of you and how does the chat feel about the nine episode drop? Clearly, we weren't planning on this because we we're going to talk about Solo tonight. Uh, I don't know if any other Disney Plus show has done a drop. I really only watch Star Wars. Um, and I'm being forced to watch What If and but anyway you know, I'm sorry um, uh, <laughs> what do we do we like the drop do we not like the drop Emma let's start with you yeah I like it it was fun it was fun to binge all of them and to get the vibe you know sort of compare them one to the other and yeah no I loved it it was great and I love but I mean like just because I binge them all the way through like I'm gonna go back and revisit individual episodes mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As I've already mentioned, I've seen Ekakiri so many times and I loved it every time. Perfect. Mark. So I'm going to bring up a little bit of like beer culture in here. We're lucky. If you go to certain breweries, okay. you can get a flight of beers where you get to try all these little different yes. tastes of everything, right? And then if you really like something, you can get a full pour, right? So mm. I think it was great to get them the way we did this time, but. I'm going to say that this is going to be so successful that we're going to see them come back and they're going to be longer episodes and they probably will drop them one by one then. Right. Yeah. Hold that. Okay. Cause that's going to be my part two question. Okay. Okay. So that's, yeah. that's how I see this whole thing. I mean, I, I think it, it absolutely worked for this time because I think it, it's uh, again, the whole thing is a whole primer for people who may not necessarily enjoy anime and they get to watch this and take it all in. And mm. I'm like, Oh, I didn't know that it could come in so many, so many different forms, you know, because a lot of times you get your traditional, sometimes you get your chaotic, sometimes you get stuff that's like super violent or super sexual too, obviously, mm. <laughs> you know, and there's nothing wrong with any of it. It, it is what it is. So mm-hmm. it, you know, obviously we won't be seeing any hentai or, you know, tentacle porn in, in this stuff, but still, you know, unless you throw in a rat bar. Borgullet. Yeah, or Borgullet. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think it absolutely, it, it was the perfect way to do okay. this. Cause I mean, because 
I don't think it would have worked if we would have only dropped like a 15 minute episode once a week, or maybe a couple of them once a week, maybe worked, but nah, this is okay. beautiful. Yeah. It worked. Okay. Yeah. Chase. Um, I personally enjoy having things come out weekly because I don't have like self-control and I like, <laughs> and I like being able, I like, like, I like, <laughs> we're talking uh, about stranger things, aren't we? Cause then you make it do the whole thing and yes, then you're left with nothing so and you're like, nervous. I, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I just it. like, I, I like it. basically like having like the distributor make the decision for me on when I get to watch it. And I just have to like learn to love that. Like, that's what I love for like general viewing. But for Vision specifically, I think like Mark was saying, I think for people who aren't used to watching anime or like aren't big fans of it, um, just like they get to like see that there's different kinds of of anime and like, you know, mm-hmm. so like if one episode is for them, they could literally pause it in the middle and go to another one and then go back to that one that they paused. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Once they kind of like sit into it and sit into like this, the vibe. So I think that I think it really served it. And I actually, yeah. I know we're going to get into like the next question, but I hope that they do a drop again. Okay. This is it. I I hear what all of you are saying. Hope brings up in the chat. I think all of them being, uh, I can't even, I'm sorry. I really can read people, but I'm watching, reading this on an iPad. And so it's very small and it's hard for me to see because I'm 42. Uh, I think all of them being so varyingly different would have been such a slog to see them in, uh, in the fandom debate uh one death um, okay anyways i can't read all it's too small uh all of them being drastically different weekly debates on twitter would have been an awful situation probably i agree Uh, i however was not a fan of them being all dropped but i'm hearing what you're saying and so maybe i'm coming back around because i feel like if you can't tell i'm really into this like i'm really like i am so into it and i need time with each of them. Like, I feel like maybe if I wasn't on social media and didn't have a podcast slash live stream, I wouldn't care. Cause I could take my time if I wanted to, but selfishly, I have all these things. And so like, I can't like, I mean, it took me three days cause I've been like really busy. Like I, like I said, I'm going on vacation. So work has been so stupid busy and Life is now really busy, and I'm like, I couldn't even, I could not binge them all at one time. It took me three days to watch everything. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't active on Twitter. I didn't want to read anything. It was really hard. And I had, didn't have time to really rewatch all of them. I saw a few that I really gravitated towards a couple of times, you know, like on, on a treadmill at the gym and all and that is like, you know, perfect for me. But I agree. I really like how hope brought it up because I do think them being so different. I do actually think maybe the discourse would have ruined it. And kitten brought up earlier waiting week to week for like a 13 minute episode. Like I love them so much. Like I wouldn't care if there were five minutes, they gave me that much story to chew on in five minutes. I'm one a week is fine for me. It's like, I haven't even, I haven't even sucked my teeth into really any of them yet. So, um, we still have to get through the like little vignettes, like little like, you know, like some making of featurettes mm-hmm. that they have yep. also. Oh, as well. yeah. So those are the yep. next part. So also, I need to start watching these making ofs because I don't know if Buck, if you're still in the in the chat in the steam room. Um, again, thank you for sending us a trivia box. That was very sweet of you. It was really wonderful. Also, I apologize for all my anti Luke and anti Jedi talk because I think somehow. You put a dark side spell on the trick box because my trivia all week long was like the director of photography was who? 
the clothing designer was the costume designer was who i'm like I, how am i i can't i don't know and tom almost beat me in trivia <laughs> So I'm thinking that it was Buck and, and sabotaging me for my anti-Jedi talk. Anyways, I'm just kidding. I love you, Buck. <laughs> Thank you again. Appreciate it. Um, where do we think this is going to go next? What Or slash, what do we want? So I'm hoping, and Mark, I think you said this. I'll jump to you after this. I think I'm good to get like a series with each of these. We don't need 22 episodes necessarily, but like I'm ready for like the ninth Jedi series to drop next or the twins <laughs> series to drop next. Like give me like mini series for all these and give me one continuing story. Maybe let this be an introduction, like a movie animatrix style introduction to all of this world. And now like I'm really excited to read Ronin because I can't wait to just just to jump into that world and like focus on that world for a while without all of the other stuff because it's just a lot to process. So, where do you think and or slash where do you want it to go next? Because there's no way this is it. Like there is no way every single one of these stories left you on a cliffhanger. So clearly there is more visions coming. Like obvi, how it's coming? I don't know. Probably another animated thing. Would be my guess, Mark. What do you think? So, if they, I, I don't know. I don't know that I want full like series for each of these because I think what makes them special is that we come back mm. to them from time to time and kind of like dip into where are they now okay. in their story, sort of thing, right? Um, and 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 if you do make say you do make a season out of it it goes back and forth between the different characters and tells little stories about them. Mm, and, and oh, I love maybe, that. Maybe, you know, and kind of connects them somehow in some weird little yeah. way, whatever. And introduces new characters too, because I think that's the thing. It's like, I, I love these characters. This is, this is great. We've been introduced to a whole new group of people that are familiar and that are so new. And it's again, it's like, it's like, it's like star Wars is new again, which is like a trip to see it reinvented. Yeah. And, here we are again. It's like, oh my God, this is so great to dive into. Um, but I, I don't want to get tired of it either. You know I mean? It's like, I want yeah. this to be exciting to where I'm like, oh, I can't wait till the next time and give me a little more, but don't, don't overfeed me. I want to continue to want more. Okay. So that's where I'm at with this. Love it. Emma, how about you? I'm, you know, me, like, I'm just on board for more Star Wars all the time, every day. And, I, and I'm and i really looking forward to when the AO3 section starts using mm-hmm. the tags of these new character names. And yep. new oh fan God, creators. Oh, my God, I think about that. Fan creators start telling new stories. They start, you know, expanding on the story of the twins or... You know, they start talking about Lo- about Lop and Ocho, or you know, like, or the world that the Village Bride takes place on. Like, hmm. I, I just, I just want more. I'm always here for more stories. Mm-hmm. <laughs> love it. Okay, love it, love it. Um, yeah, I can't wait. I want to like draw some of these characters, which I don't know if I've ever like watched a Star Wars and then go, oh, I can't wait to illustrate some of these people. Oh, so, something that, like I'm really I'm so inspired yeah, right now. Yeah, okay. yeah. Chase, yeah. where are um, you at? I I so I really wanted like 
sequels and all that kind of stuff from these mm-hmm. stories or just more of these stories. But like literally just, I didn't know you're going to ask this question either, but throughout our conversation, I actually don't want to know anything else that happens to these characters. I want these, these shorts to live exactly as they are as shorts, mm-hmm. because very rarely do, well, I guess I'll just speak for myself very rarely yeah. as like, do I, as an audience member, get to just have these like little vignettes into these like universes into these bigger stories. And, and like, that's it. You know what I mean? And it's a really beautiful thing to just mm. be able to have a small window. There's a lot of opportunity for like rewatching and like dissecting and analyzing and like living in it. And there's also a lot of room for imagination and your imagine like, like fan fiction, like I'm talking about is like being able to like imagine like what happened before or after um, or around the story that we're looking at. So I really hope that um, we get a season two of Visions, and I hope that it is like another nine shorts, and I hope they're totally different characters. And yeah, yeah, wow, little, little, little cameos from these characters. If we're not going to see them in full stories, little cameos of them in a background or something it would, would be, be cute, fun right? to see. Like, yeah, like, yeah. like, yeah, that'd be pretty yeah. fun. Okay, okay. I, I, I can see that. To see, okay. to see, like you know, the maybe, like maybe a poster for um the band from Tap to Exactly, Tap to right? Oh, yeah, yeah, little things like that. Cool. Yeah, you know, or there's song playing in the background or something, you know? Something yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. Star Waver. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you know, I I don't know. I was on like team. I want to see individual series for all these things, but like chase i don't know if i could be on board with that i love i like i literally love everything you just said but i'm too greedy for that so i don't know if i can handle that um fair i think maybe i could have but i love it too much like i love it too much and uh yeah no i need to ponder on this now that's really great i really really i'm here for that i like it the one thing i will say that i didn't get explicitly that i was really hoping for mostly because of like I'm not throwing it into the bus, Alex, but Alex has been so excited for Studio Trigger and all the queer rep that we were going to get like some explicitly queer characters. Emma said in Emma can't the writer for Ronan said in a Star Wars.com interview that they were going to put like they're queer. They have all these life, life experiences they were putting into the book. So I don't know what that looks like yet. I haven't read the book, but. So I was hoping for some very explicit queer characters like on screen. I was like, okay, here's their opportunity because it's quote unquote, not canon. So we can put it in. And do I think we got a non-binary character in uh, the village bride? A hundred percent because of that to me is very much how I read that character. But again, that's more queer coding. It wasn't really explicit. So I feel like, I feel like once I get over the love for these stories, I might have a moment of like, I was really hoping for that. Like, it'll be one little, like kind of a bummer. Um, I wouldn't have known that any other way, but I think because it was introduced to me, like that could happen. I was really looking forward to it. If that makes sense. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. But We'll see. And again, if it happens in Ronin, I'll be happy for it. But then there will be it again. It'll be good enough for a book, but not on TV. And that will be disappointing. So um, unless I miss something somewhere, but I don't think there was any like explicit queerness in this, right? Nowhere? No. So that's a bit of a bummer. So anyways, uh, favorite look, because that was a bummer of a, like we can't end on a bummer. (laughs) Uh, Emma, favorite look? 
Master to Jean. Okay, boom. There we go. Hot daddy. Hot daddy. Mark, favorite look. Mm. <laughs> oh, um, was it uh, Jimmy One as the Jedi boy come to life? I think was just my favorite mm. just, just moment. It was just Dorbs. a beautiful moment. Yeah, the doors. <laughs> Chase. Um, I gotta give it to the Jedi and the Village Bride. Those shoes are everything. I my jaw hit the floor when I saw what those shoes could do. So. <laughs> Love it. Love it. I think I'm also going to go to the village bride and the villain because those earrings were fierce. I loved like I am not gonna placate to any like I'm in the Empire, but I'm gonna fucking rock some goddamn mascara because I can and these fuchsia fuchsia earrings. I'm here for it. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And be like really gay and evil like i was here for all of that like you know you know that person was like no wire hangers in my closet somewhere (laughs) like you know that came out of their mouth at some point in time and i am loving it and i'm here for it (laughs) and they gave me a lot of team rocket energy and as someone who grew up watching pokemon I, I feel like my gender is best expressed through Team Rocket, so that is everything. Wait, I thought your gender was best expressed through um, Scooby-Doo and Both. Fred, but oh, when Daphne was oh, in oh, there. That is, that is, that absolutely is, is when Daphne is possessing Fred's body in Scooby-Doo live action. Hashtag That's listen it. to Fear Queers, episode number two. <laughs> All right, uh, Emma, where can people find you? So you can find me on Twitter at Hutzleia, H-U-T-T-S-L-E-I-A. Ship who you want. All ships are valid. Mark. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at I am El Diablito and on Taking a Number Two, a Star Trek podcast. Uh, y que la fuerza esté contigo. Chase. You can find me on YouTube at That Gay Jedi or Twitter at underscore That Gay Jedi. And you can follow me and the show on both Twitter and Instagram at Serving Pink Milk. Don't forget to smash that like button, subscribe to the channel, ring my bell, do all those things, and please make a comment below. Let us know your favorite look and your favorite episode of Star Wars Visions because this may just become Pink Milk, a Star Wars Visions podcast. I don't know. I love it that much. <laughs> Everyone in the steam room, thank you so, so much. We love all of you. Alex, you. I am like super, super, super happy for you. You've been on my mind all week long, and I am just Aww. very happy for you because Lord knows you've been very excited. So thank you for everything. Everyone listening later in the podcast, thank you. If you're on an Apple device, please rate it and review us and give us a little written note because it makes us feel good. Until next week, everyone, are we all ready? Mm -hmm. I think so. It's time to drink up.